Hello, friend and colleague. It's Nikki from Full Voice Music. Today on the podcast, episode 139, our good friend Karen Michaels is going to be sharing best practices and inspiration for those of you who are interested in blogging for your business. Dr. Heather Nelson is sharing part two of her conversation about the vagus nerve. And Christine Thomas O'Mealy is sharing the exciting details about her World Voice Weekend. Inspiration and opportunities right here on the Full Voice Podcast. Hello, my dear friend. Welcome. And as always, thank you. Thank you for finding time in your busy day to check out and uh, join me on the Full Voice Podcast. We've got some great topics today. I'm very excited to get into them. But before we get started, I just wanted to shout out to all my friends and colleagues from around the world. I want to check in. I just want to say hi. I hope you are keeping your head high. I hope you are finding um, quiet moments and and to take care of yourself. And I hope you're practicing self-care. And um, it is challenging challenging uh, when um, we're holding space for so many people. When people come, whether in person or to our Zoom rooms, they bring a lot of energy. And of course, we are dealing with stressful times. So I, I do hope you are taking care of yourself and I hope everything is going well in your teaching studio. We just found out here that we are going down into another lockdown. And I'm not going to get upset about it. It is what it is. And my students are online and they're staying there. And uh, what I am going to do, though, is I am going to reach out to some of my families, as many as I can, uh, and just talk to them and just say, you know, just remind them that, uh, you know, their students are doing, their kids are doing really well. That's one of the challenges I've been finding with being online is I don't get to see my families. I don't get to see mom and dad. And I think it's time for me to offer some positive feedback. There's nothing that brings joy to a to a parent uh, is then then getting some really positive feedback. So if you have the opportunity to make a parent smile, make a family uh, smile, uh, reassure, that your family's investments in their voice lessons are a positive and wonderful thing. I hope you will take that uh, that opportunity. I can't tell you how how important it is and how helpful it can be. Um, I uh, was talking to a few of my parents this week, and it was a really good check-in. The kids are going through a lot, and um, things keep changing, and timelines keep changing, and there's a lot going on. So it was nice just to be able to check in, tell them that I'm here for them, that my studio supports them. And I'm, uh, uh, if whatever they need from me, I'm happy to accommodate them. So I hope you get that opportunity. I hope you take advantage of that because it will mean a lot to moms and dads and to our students. Now, uh, I'm very excited. Great uh, guests, as always, on the podcast today. And uh, I'm excited because Karen, we're going to start off with our good friend, Karen Michaels, um, who is a brilliant uh, social media expert. Now, for those of you who don't know, Karen also runs a private teaching and piano student, and she is an active coach and performer. She has this crazy passion for all things social media. And for those of you who might not be so excited about uh, doing live videos or, you know, doing TikTok videos or posting your life on Instagram, uh, and I get that. I really do. There are days where I just, I don't want to to put myself out there like that. Um, uh, Karen's going to be talking about blogging and blogging and how you can use it for your business. So if you've got a lot of great information, but perhaps you would feel more comfortable um, writing it out in a blog, that can be a wonderful way to attract people to your studio business. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome our good friend Karen Michaels to the show. Welcome back to the podcast, my dear friend, my colleague, my social media expert, Karen Michaels. How are you? I am great. It is so fantastic to be back here on the Full Voice podcast, my favorite podcast. I mean, not that I'm 
you know, biased or anything. But. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. And I also appreciate for our listeners, Karen is on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. She has to get up crazy pants early to talk to me. What time is it? Oh, gosh, it's only 7.15. And I've only been up for two hours. So come on. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. Today, we are, our topic is blogging. And my first first question is, is blogging still viable? (gasps) I am so happy that you asked me that question. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's the, it literally is a question that gets asked all the time Mm -hmm. in a lot of the groups that I'm in. And I can tell you that not only is blogging still viable, it is alive and well, and I recommend you get on it. Really? Okay. Wow. And you know, the thing is, I think that we all think about blogging the old way Mm. or the way of the past, which is really, really long posts, long, copious, big, let's get our thesaurus out. Let's use all the words (laughs) humanly possible so that the Googles will find us. Mm. And, you know, and it has to be well over a thousand words. And no, those are not true anymore. Okay. I mean, if you have a lot to say, Mm -hmm. sure, that's great. I recommend if you have a lot to say, that's going to be a three-part blog post. Oh, that's a great tip. Yeah, it doesn't have to be all in one spot. Good. Exactly. Exactly. And of course, we're all voice teachers. We're all voice people. Um, hello. Of course we have a lot to say. <laughs> right? That's that's our area of expertise. Accurate. So accurate, right? So I'm just saying that right, you know. The, the system that I recommend is, you know, you want to do the brain dump. You want to write out what your, what your topic is about. And then as you're refining it, see where you could cut it mm-hmm. into one part or two part or three parts. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. Because I know that if I'm reading articles, I only like, if it's a too long of an article, I find myself kind of like, okay, this, I don't have time for mm. this big long thing, but it would be much more. Uh, appreciated if it was broken into three parts that I like that tip. Absolutely. And, and a great, a great way to look at it is you want to look at it in terms of 300 words is the minimum. I will say that there is a minimum for words. So 300 words. Um, But what you want to do is you want to think about it in time in the, in, in the case of how long is it to read this? Mm. Um, I'm a big proponent of the platform medium. And I recommend okay. that if you are, if you, if you feel like you're a writer and you want to write a lot of things, Medium is a fantastic platform. I love it. I'm on there myself. Um, and they do everything by time. Ooh. And so what you can think of is if your blog is within three to five minute, a three to five minute read, mm. you are on track. Nice. I've actually seen that. I'm glad you brought that mm-hmm. up. I've seen that where it actually will say that this is a two minute read. And it's like, yes. oh, a two minute read. I have two minutes. And then exactly. I'm more likely, I'm more likely to actually read it. <laughs> exactly. And mm. that is exact. obviously that's exactly what we want to do. Right. And then of course, if more people read your post, Google likes that, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of things Google likes. And I have a few um, really specific tips for you, but, but that's, you want to look at that three to five, three to six minute read is your maximum. Now, okay. Does that mean you can never write a really long, heartfelt, if something is genuine and authentic, as I always say, then absolutely do that because people will be able, they'll feel it through the pages, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. but again, I might say maybe even a two-parter because we'll still feel it. We'll be looking for that next post. Right. We'll be excited to read it. And then that's another visit to your website. Nice. <laughs> and that's always a good metric for you, Mm -hmm. a really good metric. One thing I want to talk about, Nick, is I want to mention, I want to mention, how do you find content? Because I know that that's one of the big questions that I get Yeah, good question. Yeah. So what you want to do, there's a really fabulous, I'm looking up the exact name because I've had it on my Chrome for so long. You want to add this Chrome extension called um, Keywords Everywhere. Oh, Okay. Okay. And so what happens if, if you do a search for, let's say you just put in voice teacher, Mm. 
the keywords will show up on the right-hand side of your screen. Oh. And that those keywords are not only essential for being found. Mm. So this is SEO where stuff we're talking about here. Right. Do we need to define that? Let you know what? Just to be safe, so search engine optimization. So that that's important. Thank you. Of course, it's the way we're found, right? You're right. fancy, Nikki. No, I just have a good teacher and her name is you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I just can I just mention something about the SEO? Yes. Um, I I love that you've brought up the whole keyword thing and understanding keywords because if you're writing a blog, you want to be using the keywords because then when people are searching your topics that you're using, they're going to come across your website, which is the whole point of blogging. I recently, um, so we have a lot of articles about. Uh, lessons for young singers, yes. right? And and we we that's our that's our focus. So there's all a lot of in our blogs and our articles um, is all you know singing lessons for young singers. And I have to tell you, the full voice through with the full voice, I get all these emails from te- from parents looking for teachers for their young students. And they find uh. our website because that is what they're searching in Google. They're searching voice lessons for young singers. So for those of you out there who want more students and are looking for young students, that's those are keywords. Like that phrase is what's bringing them to our site. But it's not the teachers like, well, teachers come to our site, but it's parents that are, are searching for that. So absolutely. That's so brilliant. And that is exactly why sometimes, again, keep your thesaurus for mm. those prolific moments. But when, <laughs> when you're writing headlines, yes. when you're writing titles, specific actionable words. And those keywords that will sit on the right-hand side of your screen are going to be that. And if you need, in case someone needs a definition of a keyword, a keyword is the word that people literally type into Google and press enter or search. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's what that is, right? So singing lessons, singer, voice lessons, vocal coach. Those are the kinds of words that that are really that are highly used mm-hmm. by the reader or by the searching person, if nice. that makes sense. It does. Yeah. So those are yeah, those are really, really important. And then another, my other favorite, and I'm gonna tell you, this is actually like a little secret from my blogging class that's coming up, but there is a fabulous site called answerthepublic.com. And you have to be careful because you can't use it um, too many times. I think you can only do it every other day or else you have to pay for the subscription. Okay. But what you can do is you can put keywords into their, their um, enter box Mm -hmm. and it gives you questions. It gives you Um, It gives you like opposite ideas. Like what's the opposite of this thought? What is in relation to this thought? What are people searching? It is the craziest site I have found. I found it. I want to say November or December. And I I mean, they, they need to start paying me affiliate dues because I bring this site up so much. It's incredible, Nikki. I, that's really interesting. So answer the public.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And before they start charging, get yourself over there and you can download a CSV of all the information. It gives mm. you these beautiful charts and images. It's crazy. It is. Oh, I like that. Oh, and it's how, just gorgeous. How inspiring could that be if you're feeling that you don't, you know, you're not exactly sure what you want to write about or you're kind of lacking in some inspiration? That could be a great place to go to kind of hone your your topic. Exactly. Ooh, exactly. Like it's a perfect place to go. And, and, and I'm here to tell you that. And I always say that when people ask me, what should I post on social media or what should I write about? My friends, you are, what you should write about is what you're already doing every day. Mm-hmm. You are in your studio, you are in your school, you are in your home teaching music and teaching voice lessons and teaching technique to all the fabulous humans out there. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing, your day-to-day, that's what's interesting. We have to remember that people who aren't in our fantastic field of music and, mm-hmm. and singing and teaching, they they are very curious. 
Or if a, if a parent has a young child who wants to sing and the parent is, is a corporate style person or, a you know, not in the artistic um, fields, they, they don't know what to do. They feel like, what, what is this? What do I do for my kid? How can I help them? Mm-hmm. And so help them find you. Mm-hmm. Help them find you by using normal, regular words and putting your content out there. Now, I'm going to give you some best practices because I, you know, I feel compelled. I have to do that. <laughs> I love it. If you, if you really want to make a splash and get huge traffic to your website, if you could post a blog twice a week, okay, consistently mm. for a year, nice. you will see huge gains. You will not see them in the first month. You will not see them in the second month. Unclear if you see them in the third month. Mm. But I'm telling you, it two times. That's that's really that. What is that? Twenty four. Did I say a week? So oh. So a week, so 52 times two, how much is that? 110? 104. 104. Oh, math and Math public. is hard. Don't make me do math on my podcast. Okay, so it's a little over 100. <laughs> <laughs> we sing, we don't add. Okay, so if you just do that, I mean, it's... Uh, honestly, it's incredible. And these are the kinds of things that you can do. The other thing that I want to remind everybody about that I also talk about in my blog class is if you go live... Mm. on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you're going live in your group, you can use that video and repurpose it to your blog. Mm. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. You can write, you can either use the transcript or you could do a, a synopsis of mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Brilliant. Yeah. And post it. And th- that's all. I mean, that that's re- now you've used one piece of content and you know how I love that repurpose word. You've yeah. used one piece of content Two times. And if your, let's say your, um, your Facebook live was long, mm-hmm. long being anything over 10 minutes, sure. Cut it in two and have a part one, part two. Yeah. That's so now, uh, oh, right. Such good tips. Repurposing our content. I mean, I think that, that took me a while to kind of get my head around because I felt that I was, it wasn't going to be valuable, but Again, mm. some people are some people want to watch a video and some people want to read and some people want to hear a podcast and some people need it in an infographic and like the, like that information needs to be shared repeatedly in different formats and it, and you're right it does save so much time it doesn't have to be new content and I really like the idea of breaking things into smaller segments because again that's how people have to digest information nowadays we're not we're not in for the long war and peace novel mm. um and i think it also helps us in our writing too right like to be to learn to write concisely is yes. a skill and it's a it's it's important to practice it. I also want to thank you for reminding us about being consistent. That is something that that Karen is always telling me about, whether it's doing a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live. And I have to I would like to tell my listeners, like when we first started doing the podcast, it was very inconsistent. It was kind of like maybe we'd released uh, once a month, maybe it was every other week. Like, and when we went to, you know, we went to the the consistent. Um, posting like we post now every two weeks that made a huge difference that made a huge difference and it also gave us a chance to set up systems within the company absolutely I mean once you and you know it's funny no matter what your schedule is as long as there is one Mm -hmm. I know I just gave you a best practice of two times a week that just might not be viable if you're a young mom I mean my son obviously is at home right now I mean it I get it friends I'm in the trenches with you I get it you know once a month that would be 12 blog posts Mm -hmm. how many do you have right now right 12 total Mm -hmm. if you took this year 2021 and we're in February so now you only have to write two January and February and then in March, you can write two more. Then you have mm-hmm. March, April, and so on. And, you know, I always like to tell you best practices so that you have something to aspire to and to shoot mm-hmm. for. But consistency, every, the first day of the month, the 10th day of the month, and people will start looking for that. It's true. It's true. And I I, I like what you said there. Um, you, you don't have, like, you can batch your content. 
Mm. Oh, Favorite. batching, batching and, and doing like today, for example, I'm yes. talking to you. I'm also talking to Heather Nelson and I'm also talking to Shannon Coates. So, yeah, today <gasps> is today is my I get to see my friends and talk to them day. And I've, I've been looking forward to this day all week. Um, <laughs> That's so fun. Wow. What a lineup. I know. Right. All my I mean, that is a good one. I know. Um can you tell everybody a little bit about your blogging class? I love what you call it. Okay, so Karen calls blogging inspo and inspo for inspiration. I love that. So tell everybody about your class. <laughs> so I love the word inspo. I had I have the insp- um, Instagram inspo and I just thought, you know what? I'm going to stick with my inspo word because I like that. Um, so blogging inspo is going to be, it's going to be a little bit about what we talked about here, but I'm going to deep dive. I'm going to talk about how you should set up a featured image and why you should add alt text and why you should, and how, not only why, but how, and that you, you can't, you you can't upload a picture that says file one dash X three, three, that Google doesn't know what that means. Mm. So it's going to bypass it. Right. But if Mm. it says gorgeous, full voice student singing, Donna Rodenizer song. <laughs> Hello. That is going to be, that is going to be picked up by Google. And, and then also remember friends, and I have not talked much about this accessibility. Mm. That's a really important thing. We have to remember our friends um, out there, our human friends out there who cannot see and, or cannot hear. And so when we put this alt text into our imagery, mm. Google either reads it to them or they can, you know, obviously there's Braille and there's all kinds of different ways. So alt text is very, very important. Captions are very, very important, not just for SEO, but for accessibility reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, and so back to my class, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about H- H1s, H2s, H3s, how to mm. divide your nice. content up into important paragraphs and why that's important and how to use it. It might sound technical and fancy, but most of the blogging platforms, Wix, Weebly, WordPress, Medium, they help you do it automatically. They do. You're right. And so all you have to do is find out where it is and poof, there you go. Nice. Oh, I'm so excited. So uh, in the show notes, I am going to put links to uh, your your webpage and to the blogging course. If you're out there and you know that you uh, really want to get into blogging and you want to do it right and you want to get uh, the biggest bang for your buck, I <laughs> highly recommend that you work with Karen and really dig into the uh, the 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 deep details that will that will that will guarantee well not guarantee but that will help you see success with your blogging endeavors exactly i mean right guarantee is a hard word but honestly i'll be honest and say i mean i haven't seen it not work for anyone i've never seen it not work i love isn't that that crazy i love that well if you know if you play by the rules if you right if you play by the rules and do the thing I love it. Well, Karen, the social, the social butterfly effect, right? I love it. (laughs) Little changes. I love it. Uh, Karen, thank you so much. Um, This is, as always, it's so helpful. It's so inspiring and your best practices. And of course, uh, for those of you interested, check out the show notes. We're going to give you direct links so you can find out more about uh, your class. Now, is there a date on the class? It's April 16th at 11 a.m. Pacific. Oh, okay. And, Yeah. And of course I I do record. So people are welcome to purchase the class. And then if they can't attend live, Mm -hmm. I record the class and the class stays live in this recording for 60 days. Oh, beautiful. And, um, and I've, I'll show up and help you anyway, because, you know, I just can't help myself. Oh, I love that. Okay, so April 16th <laughs> is Karen's uh, class all about bl- blogging. If you're interested in writing and, and leveling up your writing and your presence on social media with your blogging, please check that out. Karen, thank you so, so much for your time, your expertise. This is a wonderful, wonderful insight into something that's very viable for our studios. And um, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. Back in episode 137, Dr. Heather Nelson was sharing some fascinating information about the vagus nerve. Well, there was so much information that we put it into a two-parter, and she's back today to let us know a little bit more about the vagus nerve and how it works with our singing instrument. 
Welcome back to the podcast, my friend, my colleague, and vocologist, Dr. Heather Nelson. How are you? I'm so glad to be here. I love talking to you, Nikki. It's my favorite thing. Oh, well, it's my favorite thing to to listen to you, and I follow you on all your socials. I love your ability to just take very interesting uh, and important parts of anatomy and science and, and all the craziness going on in our brains. You have this wonderful way of simplifying it and really helping us. So thank you for being here. Now, I'm also, this is like, you kind of left us with a cliffhanger, for the last episode, because you were talking about the vagus nerve, you gave us a beautiful overview, but now you're going to go into how it works as it uh, was in pertaining to the voice. So yes, I am, I've been thinking about this a lot, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm eager to hear all the rest of it. So um, uh, yeah, share your wonderful knowledge with us. Sure. So yeah, last time we had kind of a big overview, like a 30,000 foot view kind of of the vagus nerve and where it lies in the body. And so we're going to hone in um, this time on specifically those parts of the vagus nerve that get into our larynx and help us to speak and sing and hum and um, breathe and all of those really important life functions. Mm -hmm. So um just to recap a couple of things, the vagus nerve is cranial nerve number 10. Um, so if you want to Google it, you can Google um, capital C, N, and X, which is the Roman numeral for 10, and you'll get lots of good information about that. So when we are talking about the voice in particular, we're really looking at two branches of the vagus nerve. And this is, again, I'm just going to tell you right now, I, I'm, I'm going to get super excited about this because they're they're really cool. <laughs> I love <laughs> but, this. So We'll talk about first the superior laryngeal nerve. Usually superior when we're talking about anatomy means it's above or on top of another nerve, which would have the inferior label. And the other nerve is sometimes called the inferior one, but usually not. And so in this case, in my opinion, superior just means it's like totally awesome. It's really cool nerve. <laughs> um, this one comes off the vagus nerve um, off of the right side. Um, and if you listen to our episode last or our segment last time, the left side of the vagus nerve is like super duper long and the right side is shorter. The right okay. side connects to the heart mm -hmm. and then the superior um, um, uh, branch of the, the nerve. So it comes beside our pharynx and then it also splits into two branches. Oh. And those that are called the external and the internal laryngeal nerves. The external one is the one that innervates our cricothyroid muscle. So Ooh. our cricothyroid has its own nerve. And that, if you remember your anatomy for singing, that's our pitch control muscle. Mm -hmm. Our mm -hmm. pitch control is so important <laughs> that it gets its own nerve. And this, this nerve, we work out like a ton as singers, sure. um, because we're we're working it all over the place. And if you are working with clients that are working on um, singing on pitch, and mm -hmm. um, um, or even clients that are doing more advanced work, like you know big runs and arpeggios and all that stuff, we're training that nerve. Mm. And so that's the one that we're working on when we are working on pitch control. And because nerves, they. We, we have a tendency sometimes to think that nerves just kind of know what to do all the time, but not really. I mean, right. nerves are like every other part of our body. Sometimes if, if we're trying to get them to do new things, mm -hmm. they just need a little time to catch up. And so, you know, be patient with that nerve. Love that nerve. That nerve will treat you well. <laughs> nerve love. If you give it Yeah, if you give it a little time to catch up to what you wanted to do, it'll be fine. I You know, I want to thank you for saying that and bringing that up because I think you know, in our lesson pacing, that's a good thing to remember <laughs> that, you know, we have to hold space for our students and we have to give them time for all of this, this very important detailed work from the nerves up to the brain. And it's not instantaneous. And I think that's a very good reminder for all of us. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Leon Thurman, who's up at the Voice Care Network up in Minnesota, up for me, I think it's down for you. But, <laughs> sure. um, he calls it human compatible learning. Ooh. That if we think of everything as, um, as like a 
bullseye. Um, and he started life as a neuroscientist. So, you know, this, this is totally his jam. But if we think about um, when we are learning something, we are basically taking aim at this bullseye. And because we're not real good, we're probably going to hit around the outside mm-hmm. all over the place. But as we get more practiced at it, as we get more um, more advanced in our knowledge, we get closer and closer and closer to the bullseye more consistently. Mm-hmm. And so if we set up our, our lesson pacing, our lesson plans and stuff to just acknowledge that that kind of shooting at the bullseye <laughs> idea sure. give people a chance to make mistakes mm. and um because those mistakes are are that's learning oh. um and so if we give people the chance to make those mistakes and give the brain time to figure it out it'll get closer and closer to the bullseye as okay. we go along I'm so excited because this ties in with a topic that Dr. Shannon Coates has been talking about and shared with us, which was messy learning. Was yeah. the the first couple of attempts at anything are going to be not very good. And that's just how it is. And it's not a fault or a flaw. It's just that we're, like you said, we're shooting at that bullseye and it's a new activity. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I will admit to my own streak of perfectionism, you know, oh, that comes yeah. from being the first child and, you know, being, you know, um, I don't know, from a, from a high achieving um, family, you know, stuff like that, you know, that that's part of my, my, my mental makeup. And so I've had to be very, very um, kind with myself, mm, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure. learning new things too. Um and so I'm trying as well. I, I'm not great at this all the time, but also I'm trying to kind of uh, highlight um, when I talk to students about my own journey. You know, when I make mistakes, I try to sing for my students sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. before things are perfected so that they can see, you know, my my process, my journey. Oh. One of these days I'm going to get brave and like make a video of my rehearsals you know, and host it just, sure. be, just to show that I, you know, yes, I've been singing at a high level and I've been teaching at a high level for a long time, but I still have to, you know, target practice all the time. And sometimes oh. I just splat all over the walls. <laughs> I love that. And you, you're right. It is, it is challenging. Um, to share those vulnerable moments, especially, you know, when we have social media and all everybody sees is our, is our polished, finished mm-hmm. product. That's so, that's very helpful. Yeah. So, yeah. And so all of this, this is all related back to our brains and mm. that lovely in external laryngeal nerve <laughs> that is helping us to sing on pitch. Love that thing. Um, and so getting back to its pair, the internal laryngeal nerve, that's that one is really important too. It's mostly sensory and it's connected to all like our all our mucosa that keeps everything nice and lubricated oh. and and slippery and mm. um and we of course need that very well. So that that one is related back to our hydration level too. And so it works wow. best when we hydrate our bodies. I did not know that. Isn't that fun? <laughs> I did not know that. I had no idea. Yeah. And so that 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 laryngeal nerve, the superior, the totally awesome laryngeal nerve, um, does a, a lot of things for, for us. And we're not even done. There's one more nerve that's super cool too. Okay, okay. I'm I'm excited. I'm my mind is already blown, but I'm still excited. I know. So the the other branch off of the vagus nerve is the recurrent laryngeal nerve. And oh my goodness, um, um, I think I told you something. I think I said something wrong earlier. I think I said that the uh, superior comes off of the right side of the vagus nerve, and it actually comes off the left. Oh, okay. So, so that's my bad. Sorry. No, that's okay. See, I get things wrong sometimes too. I I know this (laughs) stuff, and sometimes I still get confused. (laughs) It's all good. So, so so it comes off the left side. This one comes off the left side, off right, because it goes because you said it, it, it is the same side as the heart. Yes, um, okay. it comes off the same side, and it's all connected to um, you know the lungs and stuff like that. Okay, so the recurrent laryngeal nerve comes off the right side, and it tracks down again with the with the jugular and the carotid on the right side of your neck, and then goes down to the heart. This is super cool. This is really interesting how the body works because mm-hmm. the way that you develop in the womb, this nerve is 
down kind of in the middle part of your thorax. And then when you start to develop, it just kind of hangs out there and it gets looped around like your aorta and, and one of your, your heart your other heart vessels. And so as you get longer in the womb, it kind of gets longer too. And it loops around from the heart and then goes back up to your larynx instead of coming off the side of the neck like the other one does. Wow. That may have been a little confusing, but that's why it's called the recurrent nerve because it actually, when it branches off, travels in the opposite direction from the nerve that it originates from. Oh, Wow. So, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how the body works, and that's all from how you develop in the womb. Wow. And so there are some people if who have, like, um, if you happen to have, like, a birth defect or an mm-hmm. anomaly where your, your um, uh, arteries around your heart are shaped or and formed in a different way from, from what is normal, this nerve can actually be in a different place in your body. It may okay. not actually loop down. It may come off the neck or it may kind of loop around in a different way. And it all has to do with how your heart develops. Wow. Hopefully that's not too confusing. No, <laughs> I, I'm like, that's very, very fascinating. Google a picture of it. It's really, it's really interesting. And so this nerve Um, It also branches off into two parts. It has Mm -hmm. two branches and one of them is longer than the other usually because of how it loops around the heart. Um, The uh, left branch usually is longer than the right one. And this these branches innervate all of the in, intrinsic or the inside muscles of the larynx, except for the CT, the cricothyroid, because okay. that one is innervated by the super awesome one. So is this and like so, the swallowing? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so this one will innervate the interarytenoids, which open and close the larynx or mm-hmm. the vocal folds, mm-hmm. and the posterior cricothyroids. Wow. So these are the muscles that help bring the vocal folds together, mm-hmm. uh, or sorry, the nerves. And so these are the mu- these are the nerves that we're training when we're doing like onset work, mm-hmm. and when we're doing things like um, uh, working with breathy voice, you know, trying to get that stuff, uh, you know, more a clean tone. These are the nerves that we're working wow. with when we're trying to get that that kind of singing to work. So um, these nerves are also very important for our tone production. Wow. Okay. Also, like when we're quick breathing, we're doing all those really catch catch breaths, you know, which can yes. be really hard to do. Mm-hmm. These nerves are working real hard for that too, because they've got to they've got to figure out how fast and how wide to open the vocal folds in order to get that breath in. Because wow. you can, you know, when you're breathing very very deeply, they tend to open very wide, and when um, you're not, you're just kind of casually breathing, they won't be open quite as much. Mm. Wow. I'm going to share, I'm going to share, I'm going to, with your help, I'm going to find a good Google image yeah. to, to share on the, on the podcast page. Cause I think that would be helpful, but you've also said to people, you know, what to search for and, and there's lots of images and, and pictures out there on the Googles. Mm-hmm. If you check that out, this is so fascinating. Yeah. One other thing that I'll mention to our teachers in particular, because this is the nerve that we tend to be concerned about with thyroid surgery. Because of where it lies, Mm. it goes behind the thyroid. And um, thyroid surgery, which can be a kind of a common thing for people who have um, like thyroid thyroid cancer or Mm -hmm. um, nodules or something in the thyroid, um, uh, vocal issues can be a concern with that kind of um, surgery because this nerve can be stretched or nicked or cut. And Mm. so if that were, if that happens, which statistically it's about a 5% chance. So um, it's not like a huge number, but it's, you know, it's, it's not zero. The risk and is so there. when we have issues with that nerve, if it gets you know nicked in surgery or happens to be injured or something, that's when we can have issues with vocal paralysis or paresis. Mm-hmm. And so that's something to be aware of if you happen to go into um, like a situation where you need thyroid surgery. And of course, if you've got thyroid cancer, that's you know yeah. you, <laughs> you've got you, to do the surgery. Of course, um, but that's something to make your surgeon aware of that your voice is your livelihood. And of course, surgeons are aware that this is a risk. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and because anatomy can be variable, you know that that nerve can be in just slightly different places. You know, behind behind the thyroid, but it's something to be aware of. Um, 
And if that happens to be a situation that you you go through, you know, where you have an injury to that nerve, there can be some ways to to help um, with a, per, um, a paralysis or a paresis. There are some procedures that can help with that. And um, there are other people um, that have been through that too that can be a great support for you. Oh, so this okay. nerve is also something to be aware of if you happen to go through that particular situation with thyroid surgery. What a great reminder. And thank you for sharing that. Heather, I can't thank you enough. I love your enthusiasm and your knowledge and your expertise. You are such an asset to the Full Voice podcast. Thank you for sharing this with my listeners. And as always, I'm excited to have you back. We have other exciting topics. And I want to encourage, first of all, I want to encourage everybody to follow Heather on her socials. Um, I'm going to put links in the show notes, please. And and I have to tell you, um, Heather has an affinity for puns. And every Sunday she shares some puns. And I always torture my husband with them. So thank you (laughs) for that. And... um, uh, your website, uh, drheathernelson.com, uh, mm-hmm. you uh, share a wonderful blog. Um, you do these wonderful five-minute pedagogy classes. Please, you know, follow Heather. She's just such a wealth of information. And uh, Heather, we will have you back on, on, the, on the show. Looking forward to it. My next guest on the show today is Christine Thomas O'Mealy. Christine is a mezzo-soprano from Baltimore. She runs a successful private studio and is a successful performer. She is organizing a wonderful, exciting online weekend with master classes, workshops, and concerts. And she's here today to tell everybody about her World Voice Weekend. Welcome to the podcast, Christine Thomas O'Mealy. It is so nice to see you. How are you today? I am great. How are you? I am wonderful. And before we get started, I do have to shout out, back in October, you wrote these fantastic, spooky, uh, tongue twister vocalises and you were so lovely you shared them with us it became a free download and and singers everywhere were singing these beautiful scary tongue twister vocalises so thank you so much for that <laughs> and thank you for writing the t- tongue twisters in the first place because I just looked at them and went I'm going to set those to music and then I was so honored when you put them on the website and had them as a freebie Friday. Well, I, I love, I love our community. I love celebrating everybody's efforts, especially in music education and vocal education. So thank you for partnering with me on that. That was so much fun. I like writing exercises. Ah, you know, I'm so glad to meet somebody like that because I hear so many people that are like, they get really uh, um, flustered and trying to come up with those. So, so I always think that, you know, when you do exercises and if the student does them wrong, then you just have a new exercise. (laughs) I love that. You know, especially if they continue to do it like wrong. If you go, you go, okay, either there's something wrong with the exercise as I wrote it that it's not working for them. Absolutely. Or they've just created a different exercise and maybe there's <laughs> something else I can get from that if we take it from that direction. Okay, well, let's, let's stop and let's just do that as, in this way. I love it. I love I We have to embrace those moments, I think, as, as educators. So... But I'm I'm very excited and very um, happy that you're here. You have a very exciting... Uh, I'm, what would we say at a weekend, a workshop weekend coming up? I'm not even sure really what to call it because it's <laughs> it's master classes and workshops and concerts. Oh, my. I love um, it. It's just a bunch of different things. I, I'm very fortunate that I know so many cool people who have so many skills. And I thought, you know, I've always wanted to do something for World Voice Day on April 16th. And... I've always had something come up that I've been in a show or traveling or somewhere, or it was spring break and none of my students could do anything. And this year it's like, well, I'm sitting here. I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Um, And I decided not only to do something with my students on World Voice Day here in Baltimore, but I decided to 
expand this and make this into an, a weekend event where we have different subjects exploring the voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm really thrilled about the people I've gathered and the subjects we're tackling. So World Voice Weekend 2021, what are the dates for that? April 17th and 18th, Saturday and Sunday. I love it. Now, can you give us a little uh, sneak peek of some of the events oh, and the oh, guests? Because oh, oh, oh. your so lineup we're... is incredible, really. Like, it's you've really accumulated some amazing people. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited about it. Okay, so both days are going to start out at 1030 mm-hmm. with, and this is Eastern time, 1030 with a 25-minute warm-up. <laughs> and we'll warm up and the warm-up clinician for that will be oh me and the <laughs> first day is going to be um the three r's of respiration okay which are release receive and resist and i'm going to do vocal exercises all around feeling breath how it comes in how it goes out things to do that are breath focused mm-hmm. and fun Because I like, again, I like making up exercises. I like doing fun things. Um, The second day, the focus is going to be on articulation. And I'm calling that session, where do those sounds live in my mouth? (laughs) And and I I want to do exercises that explore because I like to talk. I like knowing all about, if I hadn't been a singer or a singing teacher, I think I would have liked to have been a speech language pathologist. I think speech therapy is fascinating to Mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. So I'm going to do a bunch of exercises that work the muscles of the tongue, work the articulators, just are fun and playful, but also get the job done. Nice. So the second uh, session on the first day, on Saturday at uh, 11 o'clock, I am bringing in Izzy Bauman, who is a German acting coach. Oh, wow. And she's also a member of Speakeasy, and she's a really fun person. And she's going to do a workshop, it's going to be interactive, on using the voice in storytelling. Oh, how interesting. And her goal for the workshop is to have every student leave with a smile on their face. (laughs) So she's going to be doing, she's going to be focusing on the magic that happens when story analysis and vocal technique come together. Mm. And after the workshop, she's going to be giving me a handout that I'll then distribute to everybody. Oh, lovely. Um, Then both days I'm doing a world voice brunch. And this is an opportunity for people to just go get get themselves a cup of coffee or Bloody Mary or whatever floats their <laughs> boat and, uh, and, a, and a little lunch, brunch, whatever. And I am bringing in internationally known artists to do a little concert and oh, talk about their craft and do a QA. Mm. And on Saturday, my artist is Brenda Earl Stokes. Mm-hmm who I accidentally keep calling Brenda Stokes Mitchell, and I must be fantasizing about Brian Stokes Mitchell when I do that. (laughs) Um, uh, But Brenda Earl Stokes, who I know you've had on the show before, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she is a fantastic jazz singer and pianist and educator, and she's going to be doing um, a jazz around the world uh, no, the world of jazz singing, that's what it was. I was calling it jazz around the world, but her bio said the world of jazz singing. So that's <laughs> what it is. Um, so she's going to be doing a bunch of different things, uh, bossa nova, swing, blues, modern, showing all sorts of vocal styles. Nice. And um, on Sunday, my artist is Emma Langford, who is an Irish singer-songwriter that I met in Milwaukee when I went back to Milwaukee for Milwaukee Irish Fest, which, if you didn't know, Milwaukee has the world's largest Irish music festival, despite the fact that it is not a very Irish I did not know that. I had no idea. They have all these ethnic festivals along the um, lakefront. Mm -hmm. And I lived there. I grew up there, and then I lived there for a while. And I love Irish Fest. I am not Irish by birth. I'm only Irish by marriage, <laughs> and um, but I love Irish music. And so whenever we can, we go back to Milwaukee for Irish Fest. And I first heard Emma there, and it was her U.S. debut. And she was singing, 
she, there, there weren't very many people in the tent. It was one of the early sessions on the Friday, the first day. And I just thought she was the greatest thing. And by the end of the festival on Sunday, we decided to go see her show again. And we couldn't even get into the tent because oh, wow. she, yeah. And what I like about her is, first of all, she's very funny. Her style's referred to as new folk, new folk. Mm-hmm. And, um, she writes, she has really clever lyrics, really clever lyrics. She addresses everything from things like anxiety to um, family. Um, she talks, so she's very big with equity for women in performances. Mm-hmm. She's just, she's really an advocate for equity in gender art and representation. And she's, one of the songs that she's she did is um, called A Song for My Young Self. And it's about when she was 13 and she had vocal nodules. Oh, wow. And she couldn't sing for two years while she was doing therapy. Mm. And there was a line in her song that really grabbed me as a teacher. And it's, it was, I work, the chorus of the song was, I work every day to make her proud. Her voice was broken, so I sing aloud. Hmm. And so the, I've decided to call the concert with her, with her blessing. Her voice was broken, so I sing aloud. Mm, lovely. So she'll be doing a concert on Saturday. Let's see. So that was, she's the World Voice Brunch person on Sunday. On Saturday afternoon, after her concert, Amy Mushell, uh, who is a voice teacher from Denver, is going to do a presentation on Alexander Technique. And this wow. is part of my mind-body programs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's going to do a presentation on Alexander Technique focusing on balance and alignment. Hmm. And um, Amy is also, and she's working on her Alexander's Technique certification. She's a NATS member. She's a singer. She's great person. I just went to her um, on Monday. She does this uh, Monday moxie thing where she talks about different vocal technique things. And she talked about the psoas muscle and it was really entertaining. So she does that at noon on Mondays. Um, So I'm really excited about that. And then um, my master clinicians are fantastic. Mm -hmm. I have a three o'clock master clinician on Saturday. I have Broadway actor Christian Borrell who was in Legally Blonde, Mm -hmm. who was in, uh, I think he got, I think he might've won the Tony for that. Now off the top of my head, I know he got a nomination. Uh, He was in Something Rotten, which I think he did win for the Tony for. Um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Wow. uh, Or was it Charlie the Chocolate Factory? The Broadway version is Charlie the Chocolate Factory. He played Willy Wonka. And um, just, and I, I actually... I have been reluctant to have, I've had a couple master classes, but they've been with people I know mm-hmm. who are famous in their fields, but not necessarily to other people. And I've been kind of leery about bringing in famous people for the sake of bringing in famous people. Mm-hmm. And so I went, but I went to a Christian Borough master class that Izzy Bauman actually host co-hosted along with Susan Hanlon. And, uh, I was so impressed with the giving, how giving he was Mm -hmm. as a clinician. He was funny, Mm -hmm. but he was also extremely giving and open and offered phenomenal suggestions. Focus was very much on acting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on the, at the end of the, so that's a 90 minute session. And then after that, we're closing Saturday with your friend and mine, Heather Nelson, Dr. Heather Nelson. And she's going to be talking about, um, she's going to be talking about vocal health and the performer. Nice. Nice topic. So our, on Saturday morning after my resonance, not resonance, sorry, articulation session, um, I'm going to be having another mind-body session with Cassie Coleman, mm-hmm. who is a voice teacher in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And she's also a yogi. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be doing yoga for the singer, and it's going to involve vocal explorations. Nice. And she, her mentor is Joan Melton, who I did a class with. And Joan is a director and yogi and 
the force of nature. And a lot of things that she does involves doing yoga while making sounds. Mm -hmm. And so that is what Cassie's workshop should be focusing on. Nice. Is creating sounds, making sounds, and also finding all that release and wonderful, wonderfulness that is in yoga. Um, Then after Emma Langford, I have another acting coach coming in and his name is Matt Bender. And he is a young actor and teacher in St. Louis. And he also it was a former student of mine. Wow. And he is going to be doing a session called Putting in the Effort the Laban Way. Mm-hmm. And his focus is around the Laban method, which was created by a choreographer and movement researcher named Rudolf Laban. And that's going to be a way for performers to analyze and create characters from the outside in. And it was interesting. I wrote a blog post yesterday uh, focusing on my acting people, on Izzy and Matt. And Izzy was saying, this is great because we're so different. I'm working from the inside out. Matt's working from the outside in. Um, So he's going to be doing, it's going to be a a lot of things around movement and the voice Mm -hmm. and coordinating those things. Mm -hmm. So that's that. And then after Matt... I have another master clinician, and her name is Adriana Hicks. And she was in Aladdin on Broadway and in The Color Purple on Broadway. In fact, she covered Celie on Broadway and went on a few times there and then did Celie on the national tour. Oh, wow. Of the Color Purple. And she also uh, did some other shows, The Wiz. Um, she, uh, one thing I'd like to know more about is I was looking at her bio and she did a bunch of shows in Germany, mm. including Legally Blonde. And I'm, I'm just curious about what that was like to do Broadway shows in Germany. I went, I, I know that a lot of shows are translated into German, but oh, I'm, wow. but I also know that German, Germans are really fluent in English, so I'm not sure if <laughs> if she had to do legal. I would love to hear Legally Blonde in German. I think that would be interesting. Uh, you know, uh, you're saying that, and I'm thinking my husband just played in the last year in the pit band of Legally Blonde. So I'm thinking, I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah. Oh my God! Oh my God! You guys, like, how would <laughs> that sound God. in German? <laughs> <laughs> be like, ach, mein Gott. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I was in a German polka rock band when I was young, so I did a bunch of American pop tunes translated into wow. German. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a whole other podcast. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Uh, so anyway, after Adriana, and Adriana's focus is going to be more, she is more of a pop, contemporary pop singer. Mm-hmm. And so my focus on... Uh, for Adriana is going to be, I'm asking singers to bring two pieces, uh, one in a post-2000 musical theater piece. Mm -hmm. So relatively contemporary pop musical theater and a pop piece. Mm, Nice. And uh, so that's that's what I'm doing with her. Um, For Christian Borel, people are bringing two musical theater pieces, audition cuts. For wow. both of them. Nice. Um, and she'll talk about style. And then my last clinician on Sunday is another person you've had on the show, and that's Jennifer Cooper. Mm, yes, Jennifer. And it was funny because when I was asking Jennifer, and I asked her to focus on cool down, since we start the workshop out each day with warm ups, I thought it'd be kind of cool to finish with cool downs. And I asked her what she wanted to call it, and um, I had just come to that decision that morning that my, my opening session was going to be the three R's of respiration. Mm-hmm. And then Jennifer said that she thought that she was going to call her, sorry, I just clicked on something else. She thought that she was going to call her uh, program Release, Repose, and Restore. But why not? And I went, mine is Release, Receive, and Resist. So, that made my head explode just a little bit that it was like, oh my gosh, this is a perfect way to end this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm very excited. So her focus is going to be, she's going to do gentle voice exercises with breath and kinetic release. Um, She wants to talk about what to try after an intense prolonged gig of belting versus high classical singing, Mm. what to try to reset 
between the end of a gig and heading off to greet fans or heading home. Mm-hmm. And she wants to talk about applying various options to various scenarios. So helpful. Yeah, I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. So I'm really excited about this. No. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun, wonderful program. And I'm hoping to get a lot of people. I'm only accepting up to 50 people. Uh, Christian Burrell's masterclass is full. Mm. Oh, and admission to the registration includes everything. Uh, except for performing for the clinicians, that's an extra $50. Sure, sure. Um, Christian Borel is full, filled up right away. <laughs> I still have a few spots left for Adriana Hicks. Wonderful. Okay. So where can people find uh, the information for your uh, World Voice Weekend? Well, if you go to my website, which is www.medsoid.com, Dot med, sorry, medsoidvoicestudio.com. You can get there from medsoid.com too. Um, and that is M E Z Z O I D voicestudio.com. I have a page on there for World Voice Weekend. Wonderful. That is so, so helpful. And um, when it, do you have a deadline for registration? I would like, well, I've got early bird registration through uh, March 31st. Mm -hmm. And at that point, uh, after that point, the price goes up by $100. Oh, so So, get in there. Yeah. (laughs) It is $225 for the entire weekend. I do have some discount codes available for Nats members, SECO members, and anybody who's listening today. Ooh, can we, okay, can we give them, can we give them the discount code for yes, Full Voice? Yes, the listeners? discount code would be Full Voice WVW. That's all caps. Okay, all Full caps. Voice WVW is the discount code, and that's going to save them... That'll save them $30, so it'll oh, be less than $200. That's lovely. That's wonderful. Thank you. Well, I'm Chris, excited about it. Now, before I let you go, though, okay. so I have to... Uh, I always, I I have such talented guests and I always ask everybody for a warm up of the week. And now the warm up of the week. Okay. All right. So Um, give the warm up I've got is actually of speaking of people doing things wrong. This came from that. The exercise, as it was given to me by God or my teacher, I can't remember who, uh, the exercise as it was originally given to me was supposed to be which I found extremely easy. Um, But my students didn't necessarily find it easy. And there was a young man who was trying it and he was like and it was just like tripping all over his words. And at that point, my puppy, my late Pippin, walked into the room. He was just, oh, about a year old. And he walked in the room and I just looked at him and I said, hi there, pippity puppity pie. And the kid went, pippity puppity pie. And I went, pippity puppity, pippity puppity, pippity puppity, pippity pie. And the kid began, pippity puppity, pippity puppity, pippity puppity, pippity pie. And I went, okay. I've since varied it sure. a little bit. I, sure, I cleaned sure. it up a little bit because it made it simpler. Um, and now it is seven pippities okay. and a pie. So I the whole it. exercise, pippity, 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 pie. Oh, fine. And I find that, you know, the whole thing with the exercise for me is, other than the amusement factor, which is, you know, viable. Very important. Um, yeah. <laughs> Other than amusing me, what's the point of it pedagogically? And to me, the point of it was, well, breath pressure. Mm. I have all those peas. Mm-hmm. I have to resist the breath pressure. And I have found that it's it's very good exercise for my students. They love doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they love doing it. And for some and and I noticed that people were able to transition between registers very easily during that exercise. Oh, nice. Great yeah. tip. And then as you go higher, if you take it higher, it winds up becoming a bit of vowel modification involved because you have to, you can't keep it that tight. Mm -hmm. I don't take it too high, you know, but that's a, that is an exercise that is my warm up of the week. 
Well, thank you again for sharing this. And thank you for all your contributions, your warm up of the week. And of course, our terrifying tongue twister vocalises will will live forever on our website. Um, So Christine, I'm wishing you all the best with your weekend. And, uh, and, and keep well. Thank you. A very special thank you to all my wonderful guests today, Karen Michaels, Dr. Heather Nelson, and Christine Thomas O'Neilly. There are links to everything we talked about today in the show, in the show notes, and of course you can visit our website, thefullvoice.com, for exciting resources and fun music for your young singers. My friends... I am wishing you, as always, inspired teaching and happy singing. Made by Canoe Music Productions.